Well, good morning. By the sound of the room, it sounds like a lot of impulsive purchases have been made. Well, I, uh, as Jared just asked you to confess, uh, if you've ever purchased anything that you regret or purchased anything maybe impulsively, uh, I come to you this morning uh, with my own confession. Uh, there have been a few purchases in my lifetime that were definitely impulsive, uh, but nothing, nothing really says impulsive like an impulsive purchase off an infomercial. Uh, and so, I don't know, a show of hands in the room, how many of you have ever impulsively purchased something off an infomercial? Good. It's good to come clean, isn't it? Good. It feels good. I've worked through my shame, my embarrassment, so I can stand here today with, uh, with freedom in sharing this. Friends, I have, I have made an impulsive purchase uh, a, a few times in my life, and one of the most recent ones, um, actually I've brought it here with me today, uh, I, I purchased off uh, a late night infomercial, and friends, it's, it's the ultimate detangling brush. <laughs> the ultimate detangling brush, and uh, this is really why uh, I, I did it. It says, you know, you see the picture here, no more pulling hair. My five-year-old daughter, Gigi, uh, she saw the movie Tangled uh, about a year ago about Rapunzel and her long flowing hair, and I swear in that moment she like made this oath with God or something that she would never cut her hair. And one night uh, after an evening of, you know, doing her bath and trying to comb through her hair, I was literally flipping through the channels and I, and I saw that image and I was like, this is my life. This is what I deal with. And literally, I, I thought, this is what I need. This is a godsend, the ultimate. And it's not just a detangling brush. Friends, it's the ultimate detangling brush. And, and, and I firmly believe that there was some sort of like creative planning meeting where advertisers got together and they, they came up with this marketing campaign for the ultimate detangling brush and, and they sat in a room hoping, literally hoping that a poor mother like myself would find their infomercial. And that's exactly what happened. As I said, one night after brushing Gigi's hair, I saw the ultimate detangling brush commercial and, and they told me that they had this exclusive patent. It was still pending, but it was exclusive that there were 428 bristles. They were positioned all in different ways. And, and I saw this happy mom and this happy daughter, and they were looking into one another's eyes, and there was, there was nothing between them. And I was like, this is my relationship with Gigi, and her hair is what's standing in the way of us having it. And so literally, I called instantly and impulsively. And friends, I didn't order just one. I ordered two. I ordered two, and uh, let's be honest, I know all of you are sort of coveting right now, so if you'd like to meet me in the lobby afterwards, you, you can have this for $19.95 right after the service. I'm kidding. <clears throat> we will do almost anything if we really want something, won't we? We'll do almost anything if we really want something. I, I so wanted to experience brushing Gigi's hair to, to be a good experience. I was willing to do just about anything, and so I, I called a phone number and bought the ultimate detangling brush. Every Blackhawk fan in Chicago last night that has never prayed to God before was literally willing to pray to God, even if they don't believe in God in that double overtime. Like, Lord, I know I've never spoken to you, but will you please allow them to win, right? When we want something, we'll do almost anything to get it. 
And marketers, they know this about us, don't they? They, they know about our wants. But they're not the only one. You see, God knows. God knows that we want something. And he knows that we want something because he actually, he created us this way. You see, in the book of Genesis, the very, the very first book of the Bible, the, the, the story that we're actually walking through uh, in this series, Wrestling God, we find that we are created in the image of God. And one of the clearest parts of God's character is that our God is a God that wants. The reason that we want is because God wants He wants to have a relationship with his children. And that want, that desire of God's, led him to be willing to sacrifice his one and only son for that to happen. God wants to see those that are hurting healed. And so he will literally go to great lengths to bring comfort and hope and healing. He wants to see his church prevail. That he he will do whatever is necessary to bless and to provide for it in the most creative of ways. God wants, and that's why we want. The problem is that we don't always want what God wants, do we? We don't always want what God wants. And as we began our series last week on wrestling God, we began by looking at a central family throughout the Old Testament. And that's really what we're going to be looking at throughout this month. And we began with the first generation in this family, Abraham and Sarah. And as you remember, when we first met them last week, Abraham and Sarah, we see that they are a couple that has a very clear want. They wanted a son. They wanted a son more than anything. And God, God promised that he would fulfill that want for them. But when God didn't work in their time frame, they chose their own path. They chose their own journey. They took their want and they placed it in their own hands. And they were willing to sacrifice almost anything for what they wanted. And they found out the hard way. What happens when you sacrifice the wrong thing for your wants? And as we saw last week, life got very difficult. It got very messy for Abraham and Sarah. But eventually, eventually, after a significant season of waiting on God and sacrificing their wants back to God, God was faithful, wasn't he? God was faithful. And they found themselves with this baby boy, Isaac. And this is the story that we're going to be looking at today, how God used Isaac, this this wanted son, how God used Isaac, this thing that they most desired in their lives. And of all the stories in the Old Testament, this story is probably one of the most complex and the most difficult stories. Because the story we're going to look at today, it raises questions inside of us. It makes us uncomfortable. This story, it almost, it paints God into a confusing corner. And and what happens is it almost awakens this question that every one of us has probably wrestled with at some point. Is why? Why would God test his children that he loves. 
Why would God let us go through trials, especially, especially when it comes to the things that we want? And honestly, uh, there are difficult sermons that, that pastors struggle to preach. And this, this is one of them. And one of the things that I'm so grateful for here at Soul City is, is the consistent and compelling biblical teaching that we receive from Jarrett most weeks. And I'm particularly grateful for the weeks when he preaches on the most difficult topics because I'm not the one preaching on them. And as we... As we've been praying through this series and as, and as we've been walking through and, and asking God what it is that he wants to share with us through this, this Wrestling God series, I felt this very strong prompting from the Lord that I was supposed to preach this message. But Jarrett was scheduled and I was very happy that he was scheduled on this week to preach. But I kept sensing the Lord was inviting me into this and was, was asking me, to wrestle with this passage. And, and I remember quickly saying to the Lord, like, Lord, remember our deal. Like, Jarrett takes the hard ones, I take the easy ones. Like this, remember, we've got this worked out. To which he quickly reminded me, yes, that's why I want you to preach this one. Because I have something for you in this. You see, I've learned that whenever you want something, God always has something that he wants for you. And he often will use that want. He will use that desire to transform you. And so while this story is, yes, a difficult story, I am convinced, I am convinced after studying it and wrestling with, with God this past week, I am convinced it is one of the most important stories in the Old Testament for you and I to understand. And the story that we're looking at between Abraham and this promised son, Isaac, it literally foreshadows the entirety of the gospel. It paints a picture of God and his sacrificial love like no other story throughout the scriptures. You see, Isaac, Isaac is this promised son, isn't he? He's this great gift. He's, he's the embodiment of the very thing that Abraham and Sarah had wanted. And once Abraham receives it, once Sarah receives it, God invites Abraham to literally do the unthinkable. To give Isaac back. God asks Abraham, to sacrifice his son. And it's the unthinkable. It makes us uncomfortable, even the thought that God would ask Abraham to do this. And we've probably all had those moments when we finally got something that we wanted, something that we prayed for, something that we, that we toiled over, something that was so important to us. Maybe it was a relationship, maybe it was a job. Maybe it was a home that, that you had so wanted. Maybe it was this financial stability. Maybe it was a, a clean bill of health. And maybe you even felt like it was God who provided it for you. And it possibly very much was. But then a challenge comes along. And the thought of having to sacrifice that thing that you wanted... I don't know about you, but it causes me to cling to that thing or to that person like never before. 
You know, the, the, the thought of a breakup in a relationship, it makes us want to do whatever we can to fix it, doesn't it? The thought of a job that we love ending makes us want to do whatever we can to hold it together. The thought of having to move and, and leave what feels comfortable makes us want to figure out how we can do whatever is necessary to stay put. The thought of letting go of, of a way of life or, or letting go of, of a certain habit that deep down inside we know it's not healthy, but, but what ends up happening is the thought of letting it go, it causes us to wrap our arms around control like never before. And when we've sacrificed so much, when we've sacrificed so much to get the thing that we want, and then we might have to let it go, nothing feels worse. Nothing feels worse. Because we'll sacrifice almost anything for what we want if we really want it. We'll sacrifice almost anything for what we want if we really want it. And that's exactly what Abraham and Sarah, they were no different. If you want to be in a relationship, you'll be willing to sacrifice your standards and your convictions. Maybe even sacrifice other relationships. You might even sacrifice what you know is best if it's something that you really want. If you want a deal to work out so badly, maybe something you've been trying to put together at work, something that you, you really want to go through, you might be willing to sort of say anything, do anything, impress anyone if it's something that you really, really want. If you want to live your life a certain way, maybe have a, a certain way of life, maybe you want to drive a certain kind of car or live in a certain kind of house or live in a certain kind of place, you may be willing to let go of some, some very sound wisdom, wisdom, some good advice, just so that you can have that thing that you really want. Because we'll sacrifice almost anything for what we want if we really want it. But this story that we're looking at today, this story of Abraham and his promised son, Isaac, this story, it awakens an essential question that every Christ follower has to wrestle with. Will you sacrifice what you want? Will you sacrifice what you want, that, that thing that you so desperately want for what matters most? You see, here, here's what I've learned. You'll sacrifice, you'll sacrifice almost anything for what you want. But will you sacrifice what you want for what matters most? You'll sacrifice almost anything for what you want. If you really, really want it, you'll, you'll do whatever's necessary to get it. But the question is, will you sacrifice that thing that you want? for what matters most. And this is what God asks Abraham to do. This is what God invites Abraham to do. And instead of me preaching through this passage today, I actually want us to experience it, to actually live in the story. And so for the next few moments, we're gonna watch the testing of Abraham and the sacrifice of Isaac. 
And we're going to be able to, to sort of step into this very fatal moment, which is found in, in the book of Genesis in chapter 22. And as you watch this story unfold over the next few moments, I would ask you to begin to think through this question. God, am I willing to sacrifice what I want for what matters most? Am I willing to sacrifice what I want for what matters most? So we're going to watch the story of Abraham sacrifice Isaac.
a ver. E Neni, Neni. Ina haas vihadzing, vaya hasaleola. Elohim, ya elo, hasen elo, Neni.
Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And I've watched that video all week, and I've yet to make it through without being so overcome and overwhelmed with just how much God loves us. And you see the story of Abraham being willing, and that's what it was. Was Abraham willing to lay down his son Isaac? It is the ultimate foreshadowing of God being willing to lay down his son Jesus for us, isn't it? You see, this story is a foretelling of our atonement. It is a foretelling of of Jesus giving his life in exchange for ours. And, And you can look back throughout this story, throughout Genesis 22. In verse 2 of of Genesis 22, it says, Then God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love. And we all know John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Abraham was, was foretelling what God would do. In Genesis 22.6, it says that Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and he placed it on his son Isaac. You see Isaac walking up that hill with the wood on his back. And John 19.17 says that Jesus, carrying his own wooden cross. In Genesis 22.7, Isaac asks his father, where is the lamb? Where is the lamb? And in John 1, 29, it says, look. Look, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is a very real trial. This is a very real test for Abraham. He is asked to sacrifice the thing that he wanted most, a son. But this is also a very real reminder to you and to me that God will always, he will always be faithful. He will always provide. He will always take that which we sacrifice. And he will give us so much more in exchange But our tendency, our tendency is to hold on to what we want. And God knows that. And so he invites us to sacrifice the same thing that his son Jesus modeled for us. And on your uh, seat when you came in, or or maybe it's in your seat back, is a, a piece of blank paper. It's just this a piece of gray paper. I'd love for you to grab it and a pen. And I'm very confident. I'm very confident that the Holy Spirit has been working. Has been working in you, has been working in me. And I'm confident that the Holy Spirit has most likely already impressed upon you that thing, that thing that you are so afraid to sacrifice. Maybe it's something that you don't have yet. 
Maybe a relationship. Maybe it's some sort of security that, that you're, you're hoping for. Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's the, the restoration of a broken friendship, an opportunity. It's something that you so desperately want. Or maybe it's something that you've been holding on to too tightly. Maybe an unresolved anger or maybe some guilt or some shame. Maybe a judgment that you've been carrying around, a a bitterness. Maybe it's something that you already have and and you're so afraid of letting it go. Maybe it's a job that you love, an important friendship, a situation that you've worked out just to your liking. Maybe it's resources that you know that God is inviting you to to invest into into his kingdom and you're just so afraid of letting them go. But I want to invite each of us And my hunch is the Holy Spirit has already been impressing on your heart what it is that he's inviting you to sacrifice. But I want you to take a few moments and just write that thing on this sheet of paper. That thing that you so want, that thing that you've longed for. And you know, the thing that you tend to, to hold on to Oftentimes, the reason God invites us to sacrifice that thing is because he knows that the thing that we hold on to oftentimes can hold on to our hearts. And it can begin to take the place of God in our lives. And letting go of something, it instantly produces fear, doesn't it? It instantly makes us feel like we're giving up. And I understand that fear and I understand that resistance to giving up because there are things in my own life right now that I know God is inviting me to sacrifice. They're good things. They're actually godly desires. I have a desire for something to happen and it's, it's actually a very, very good desire. But it's just not happening. I have worn out my knees praying. I've experienced heartbreak. And it's caused so much pain. And I know that God is inviting me. Jeannie, will you just lay it down? Will you just sacrifice this? And the reason sacrificing feels like you're giving up is because you are. It's because you are. And the reason sacrificing feels like an ending is because in many ways, it is. But here's the hope. Only our God, only our good God can make the conclusion of a story actually seem like the introduction. Only our God is so good that when you you let something go, it seems like you're at the end and you have nowhere else to turn. That's oftentimes the moment when God is just getting started. In fact, a while ago, I was meeting with a good friend of mine and uh, they were telling me uh, their story and and they've walked through recovery for a number of years and and been in AA and... um, they were sharing their story with me, and I, and I asked, you know, how did you know? Like, how did you know when you really got to the bottom and you really chose to let go? 
And they said, you know, I, I thought that throughout the process I had let go so many times. But it wasn't until I got to the very bottom of the barrel and I finally literally sucked the rust off the bottom of the barrel. That's when I knew I had really let go. And you know what? That was the moment when things actually really started in my life. You see, what God does is God exchanges letting go with getting started. What feels like our ending is his beginning. What feels like our ending, what feels like our sacrifice is God's beginning. It is his beginning of working in our lives. And in a moment, I want to invite you to come and to to actually lay that thing down at altars that we have here in the front. That that desire that, that Abraham had for a son, God invited him. Abraham, do you, do you want your son more than you want me? And just as God provided an exchange for Isaac, and just as God provided Jesus in exchange for you and me, we want to ask you when you lay this thing down, when you lay this desire down, when you lay this want down, we're going to actually ask you to pick up a stone in exchange. Because if you remember in Abraham's story, It was on the third day, wasn't it? It was on the third day that Abraham went up onto that mountain. And that's when God provided the ram, isn't it? And if you know the story of Jesus, and you know the story of his death, and how many days he stayed in that tomb, it was on a third day, wasn't it? It was on a third day that a stone was rolled away. And that stone was rolled away because Jesus was and is alive. And God wants to roll the stone away in your life. He wants to do it in my life. He wants to give you what you want, or he wants to heal what is broken. And he wants to do it in his time, in his way. But in order for him to roll away that stone in your life, it requires a sacrifice. Maybe sacrificing the picture of of what you want your life to be like. Maybe sacrificing the picture of of what you thought marriage was like. Or sacrificing the picture of of what it was going to be like with kids. Or sacrificing what you think is best. He has a resurrection. He has a stone that he wants to roll away. He has a fresh start, a new beginning. But he won't begin it without a sacrifice. And he knows what happens when we hold on to our desires tighter than when we hold on to him. Those desires slowly over time start to replace him. And so the question for you this morning and the question for me this morning is will you allow your sacrifice to be God's start in your life? Will you allow this thing that you are laying down, this want, this desire, Will you allow this sacrifice to be God's start in your life? And so I'm going to pray for us. And in a moment, we're going to move back into a time of worship. And I'm going to invite you to 
to get up in a moment and to come and to lay that thing down. There's, there's three altars up here. And to pick up a stone and to keep that with you this week. As a reminder that God rolled away the stone in the tomb. And he rolls away the stone in your life as well. And so, Father, we come before you right now. And we confess that there are things, God, that we have been holding on to. Things that we want, things that we desire. Many of them, God, are are good things. But God, we confess that these things that we've been holding on to have begun to hold on to us. And so we come like Abraham did to an altar. And we come and we lay them down, God. And we surrender and we sacrifice them to you. And God, we, we lift up these white flags in declaration that we want you to be our all. We want you to be our everything. And so God, give us faith. Give us courage. And give us the assurance that you are a God that always exchanges. You always have a ram waiting. And you had the Lamb of God, Jesus, waiting in exchange for our lives. So God, I pray that this would be a holy moment. I pray that your spirit would move and would prompt pray that you would give great courage and great faith. We love you so much and we thank you for Jesus. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.